and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. Good morning uh, on this big uh, Thursday, and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 on this big November the 10th. Uh, some interesting news. Uh, of course, we have uh, football last night. We got football again tonight. We'll have football tomorrow night. But uh, in the meantime, uh, got a couple high school coaches on today to talk about uh, their seasons, uh, along with uh, other news last night. Uh, college football. Uh, Jeff, uh, the Huskies uh, can't pull one out late last night as they uh, beat Western Michigan 24-21. to Yeah, a couple of turnovers in the second half had me a little concerned, but they didn't take full advantage of those turnovers. And Northern brought in uh, Lynch. Um, they're, I guess their second-string quarterback, uh, they were actually they started a freshman, uh, which would have been their fourth-starting quarterback of the year after Rocky Lombardi uh, got hurt in the Vanderbilt game. But uh, the the freshman was getting the job done, but then a couple of turnovers, which, again, they didn't take full advantage of, uh, and the Huskies were able to keep it a one-score game, uh, eventually score. When Lynch came in, I think he rushed for 73 or 77 yards in front of him and uh, got the lead, and they held on to it. In fact, it was getting uh, dicey there, too, uh, uh, roughing the passer call that seemed uh, ridiculous uh, put him almost in field goal range maybe eight yards out and then a couple of big defensive stops uh, um, eventually you know they, I think the quarterback was sacked on fourth down almost back to his 30 yard line so uh, Huskies uh, you know they impressed me again a lot of injury issues a lot of young players uh, they're not going to a bowl game this year but um, optimism for the future, I guess. Yeah, they're running back uh, Crady. Uh, Freshman, too. Uh, toted it 36 times for 136 yards and a score. Tristan Tews, uh, four catches for 64 yards. And, uh, of course, it was a picky game. Uh, Western Michigan uh, came out in the second half. They were a half-point pick. And, but uh, the uh, uh, I want to say the Huskies scored that late touchdown to win the football game. And I want to say that – that late touchdown uh, came with uh, about a minute, minute 40 left to go in the ball not, game. Not quite that much, but uh, did leave a little more time than I would have liked. Uh, but you definitely don't want to just put off a score because you want to risk, you know. You, each team had a lot of timeouts uh, at the end, too, uh, that they could have used if they wanted to work the clock down a little bit. And it, it almost happened because they had one touchdown called back. Um, and then Lynch had to score from a little further out, uh, but it just seemed destined last night. Well, they pulled one out also last night. Kent State over Bowling Green, 40-6. to Buffalo, uh, they lose to the uh, Chippewas of Central Michigan, 31-27. Uh, tonight, big ball game over at Cajun uh, Field as uh, the Georgia Southern uh, checks in to take on the Cajuns tonight. Uh, uh, again, we'd uh, you know we'd like to see you attend the Cajuns game and see what uh, Coach Mike Desimo has in store for uh, so, uh, Georgia Southern uh, in a big game for the Cajuns to get back uh, up to 500 again and have uh, a couple games left after that. Of course, they've got a journey to Tallahassee to take on Florida State, I think, next week. And uh, then their final, I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember who their final was against, but uh, – it's a big game for the Cajuns tonight uh, over in Cajun Field. So uh, I think uh, the uh, I want to say the the uh, tip off uh, uh, tip off or kickoff I should say is at six thirty. It so. is, and that game can be seen on ESPN two tonight. Yeah, they they switch networks. Uh, I think yesterday we talked about it being on uh, ESPNU, but they switched it to the Deuce as it used to be known. Yep, that they did. And also, speaking of uh, football, also Tulsa takes on uh, Memphis tonight. That game's going to be on ESPN with a kickoff at 6.30. So college football uh, uh, on uh, top uh, tonight. And uh, speaking of college football, Jeff, I saw yesterday, I kind of uh, surprised uh, in this uh, reaction, but the University of New Orleans was talking about bringing football yeah. uh, to uh, the campus, uh, which they've never had. The campus opened in 1958, and at one time 
they were the second largest university uh, in the state after LSU. But after Katrina, their their enrollment has just dwindled. I think they're approximately a little over 7,000 students at 10 UNO right now when it was at one time up to 17,000, 18,000. Yeah, prior, prior to the storm, uh, they had a very strong basketball program, they did all, strong yeah. baseball program. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Katrina changed a whole lot of things. Uh, that they did. Anyway, the students, they said, well, okay, the students, we've got to add on about a $300 a semester fee uh, each semester to pay for uh, the football program and uh, allocations. And they had monies uh, to derive to help other sports on campus. And the students voted uh, almost 70, 7 out of 10, no, we don't want football. We're strapped now to pay our, uh, mm, that, our that, fees. That plus, maybe that's not what they went to school for anyway. Yeah, and uh, they uh, – they took it out on, on uh, so no football, and it, it was going to also help, uh, I think, with bowling and some golf and some other baseball and some other sports and all. But uh, uh, the 7,000, a little over 7,000-plus students at UNO decided uh, 7 out of 10 uh, uh, that we're not willing to pay an extra $300 a semester for to add football to the program. So there it goes. Meanwhile, NBA action last night. I caught the fourth quarter of the game. The Pels knock off the Bulls. And it was pretty much the uh, Ingram and uh, Williamson show as they scored 27 of the uh, of the Pels' 36 points in the fourth quarter. Both teams shot pretty well during the game uh, as the Pels, uh, um, it looked like both teams were shooting layups for most of the game. But uh, the Pels pull it out 115 to 111. They come back home tonight to, to face, I believe, uh, I want to say maybe uh, Utah or Phoenix uh, in Portland. Uh, Portland, okay, yeah, somebody out west. So, uh, anyway, they'll be in the Smoothie King Center tonight. Elsewhere, Major League Baseball, called Paul Goldsmith of the Cards wins the Henry Aaron Award. Uh, nice award for Goldsmith, waiting on all the Major League Baseball awards. They're going to come out probably in the next uh, few days with regards to MVP, Cy Young, uh, Is some of those awards. Is that both in American League and National League? Because I thought I saw a judge also in there. Uh, I think I think it is uh, just a, a a baseball major league baseball award. Uh, I'm going to check that real quickly and uh, see, but I'm pretty sure that's a, a, a baseball award. Uh, uh, let's see with Goldsmith uh, in the news. Uh, yeah, it, that, you're correct. I stand corrected. Yeah, Judge wins it in the American League. Uh, joined St. Louis Cardinal Aaron Judge joined uh, with. They winning the uh, Hank Aaron Award, a Henry Aaron Award. So uh, pretty nice honor for both of those players, too. It's um, um, sort of an offensive, all-around offensive um, award. Yeah, saw hammering Hank play when he was uh, in his later years. Uh, not, not only in uh, Houston did I see him play, I also saw him play in Atlanta a few times uh, back in the early 70s before he was traded away back to Milwaukee where he began his career with the Braves. Uh, of course, he ended up with the Brewers. Elsewhere, uh, NFL football tonight. Uh, I don't know if, if anybody wants to watch this one. The Falcons uh, take on, uh, I should say, the Panthers. They just played 10, 11 days ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, D.J. Moore throwing his helmet off uh, at the end of the uh, regulation cost the uh, Panthers Atlanta 15 yards. Atlanta has to face yards. the curse uh, Two out of three weeks. <laughs> That's right. So uh, with that, uh, DJ Moore throws his helmet off to, after scoring on a Hail Mary play uh, very into the game. Of course, the Panthers have penalized 15 yards for unsportsmanlike conduct. And uh, the uh, Carolina kicker goes in to uh, kick the extra point from about the 48-yard line, misses the extra point. The game's tied, goes into overtime, and uh, each team uh, – uh, is unsuccessful in kicking a field goal, and then Atlanta gets the ball back, kicks a field goal, wins a game. And uh, at that time, if uh, Carolina had w- beaten Atlanta, you'd have had uh, all four uh, NFL, uh, NFC South uh, people all tied up. I think it was uh, three games, <laughs> three wins and five losses. So, at that time, would yeah, have been, yeah. Yeah, in the meantime uh, – of course, Atlanta wins tonight. Uh, I think they'll have they'll be in They're first in control. place. That's right. They, they have a thirty four percent chance of winning the division. When uh, uh, earlier this season, everybody thought Atlanta would be one of the worst teams in the league, but uh, Mariotti and that crowd they're they're playing up. So uh, we'll see. 
Also, uh, NFL news, uh, Alvin Kamara's uh, battery case has been continued again. Until March, I think. That's right, first of 23. So, uh, and I doubt if the NFL will take any uh, in matters into their hands with regards to uh, suspending him for any games this year. If it's going to happen, it's going to be sometime next year. So, um, If it was going to happen this year, it would have happened. Yeah, I think so, so yeah. too. And the attorneys just continue it, continue it. And you, uh, there was even rumors around that uh, Kamara would be on the trading block uh, in that regard. But once the Saints beat the Raiders uh, a couple of weeks ago, all that was pulled. Uh, and thanks that they had a chance again. Well, we'll we shall see. Uh, we'll talk about maybe the injury report later on. Uh, elsewhere, um, Matt St- uh, the Stafford with the Rams is in per- uh, concussion protocol. Uh, not sure uh, if he'll play this weekend or not. Uh, of course, it's up to the doctors, not the coaches. And uh, elsewhere, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Josh Allen is day-to-day, the quarterback with uh, the Bills. And the Bills, you know, have tripped up a couple times in the last few weeks. Uh, uh, at one time, we thought maybe they dominate uh, not only the AFC but the NFL. And they've got to come back down to earth, too, in that regard as they were defeated uh, Last week in a close game, but a loss is a loss. And uh, not sure the elbow with uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Josh Allen had something to say with that too, Jeff. So anyway, um, something we hadn't really mentioned, of course, uh, NFL news. uh, The Saints, uh, of course, have a a number of players again on injured reserve. So uh, we'll... Uh, did, not, you, did not practice yesterday. That's right. That's right. And there were there were a host of them uh, for the Saints. Uh, Marcus Davenport being uh, being one, but he was limited in practice. Uh, Ingram doesn't look like uh, he didn't practice at all. Yes, he along with uh, Jarvis Landry limited in practice with an ankle. Meshaw, uh, Meshawn Lattimore uh, did not practice at all, along with Eric McCoy. We'll miss him. Uh, Andres Pete, another one, did not practice, along with Pete Werner, the fine linebacker of Ohio State. Uh, Ryan Ramchak did, uh, was limited in practice, but did. And those are the Saints right now that uh, need to get their act together uh, and see uh, if they can just uh, get some consistency going. Uh, uh, Demario Davis, uh, you wonder, uh, he and Olav have basically played really well for the Saints this year on both sides of the ball, along with Werner. Uh, Werner went out, so um, we'll see. I think, again, the Saints have only intercepted two passes this year, uh, both by uh, the Honey Badger, I think, have uh, has both Saint interceptions. You know, after uh, uh, nine games, you think they'd have more than two interceptions uh, with the secondary. Mm-hmm. I mean, were they under 10 uh uh, takeaways prior to last week's game, I think they um, they threw an interception, but but they were yeah the minus takeaways 10. were minus ten yeah minus yeah. ten they're minus eleven now yeah. heading into this game up in Pittsburgh this weekend where I'm sure the weather is going to be a little dicey for uh, the Saints. It's going to be sixty here. I can't imagine it's going to be real nice there. Yeah, let's as I pull that up as you mentioned that Jeff uh, uh, with regards to the Saints. Uh, uh, playing up in Pittsburgh where, uh, you know, a lot of those Steelers don't wear jerseys or uh, full, uh, don't wear full jerseys, I should say. Yeah, we're looking at 42 as a high and with a low of 29, of course, uh, about a 50% chance of rain. Of course, you, you wonder if it's going to be rain or sleet or snow up in Pittsburgh uh, for the game. And believe it or not, the Saints are a one-and-a-half point pick yeah. up there. yeah. So uh, reasons to like the Saints uh, in the meantime. So the big deal with Pittsburgh is they're not scoring, period. I mean, with uh, the new quarterback, uh, the Saints are averaging at least 24 a game or right near it, while the Steelers, 15 a game. So if the Saints Mm. can just score 24 points, chances are uh, they'll win the game. The Steelers are second to last in the league in scoring points. So uh, they're also their offense is twenty third in total, twenty uh, eighth in total yards, twenty third in passing, twenty seventh in rushing. We all know that the Steelers will always uh, uh, run the ball first, throw it second. Uh, third down conversions at thirty four percent. Fourth down conversions are at seventy three percent. The time of possession they're right at thirty minutes, along with the Saints. Uh, Pittsburgh gives up twenty, almost twenty five points a game. Uh, along with 395 yards, 277 passing, 118 rushing. So uh, 
Saints, let's see if they can't go to Pittsburgh and get back on track and get that record up to, uh, I want to say, uh, four and six as they're three and six right now heading to um, Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't exactly kicked out the door, but no. he wasn't really – he was kind of nudged, and uh, you wonder if they're regretting that right now. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, Mitch Trubisky showed a little bit of a spark early on, but then they handed it over to – Small hands pick it, and just they haven't been able to produce. That, you're right too, and that's that's pretty much been it, what it's been for Pittsburgh this year. As you know, they traded away a couple fine players. Uh, uh, the wide receiver up in Kansas City right now is doing a pretty good job. Uh, the double name uh, player, I'm, his name escapes me right now. Uh, they traded him on uh, to. Uh, and then of he, all, he was a little discontent, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he and sure was. And uh, Brown, you know, also was up there for a while before he went to Tampa Bay last year and finished out the year. So uh, they've had their uh, issues right now. But also, uh, want to remind folks too: we'll have two coaches on one at seven thirty, and again at uh, and that'd be Coach Josh Lerman with the Yellow Jackets, and then uh, Terry Martin will come in and talk about his Laurelville team at eight o'clock. But uh, something I want to bring up this afternoon at uh, at the Cajun Dome, they're playing the State of Ladies Volleyball Basketball oh, Tournament. Yeah. Do we have a start time, uh, expected start time for the Lady Panthers? I think that time is going to be around 2.30. Okay. And they take on number two, Hannon, out of uh, the Mandeville-Covington area, who uh, – who has won a couple of state championships in uh, volleyball in the last couple of years. So uh, good luck to the Lady Panthers. as This is their, I believe, third year in a row. And the second year it's been at the Cajun Dome. Before then, it was just seemed like every year it was happening at the Pontchartrain Center oh, out there yeah. in Jefferson Parish uh, right off of I-10. And, uh, but the Panthers, Lady Panthers, made it there two years ago. And the last year they were in uh, – uh, Lafayette, and again this year they're in Lafayette. Head coach uh, Gary Westcott, good luck to uh, coach. Hopefully he's a listener of this show. He'll listen in every once in a while speaking with him. So good luck to the uh, Lady Panthers in a big uh, volleyball match today trying to uh, win a state championship for those gals. and uh, Could be a nice doubleheader. Go uh, see the Lady Panthers and then uh, cross campus, uh, go see the Cajuns. That, that is correct. Uh, not that far away. Good, good thought uh, there, Jeff, uh, with that. So um, we'll see how that's going to shine. I'll see if I have any more uh, Saint news uh, in that regard. You know, they brought in a quarterback last week uh, from the old Packer quarterback. Practice squad, yeah. Yeah, and uh, – Basically, I think they uh, put him back on waivers again. They cut him loose from uh, the practice squad. Uh, So uh, the Saints, uh, you know, just trying anything they can do. Uh, They made also another move. I want to say they brought in a running back, too, uh, from Alabama. I think that happened uh, um, sometime late yesterday uh, as they brought in that running back from Alabama. I'm trying to uh, think of his names. He didn't – didn't play much for Alabama. He left Alabama and went to play for someone else. But uh, um, I'm just going through my notes here uh, with uh, – uh, and I can't – I don't see it right now. But they did bring in – they did bring in another player uh, running back. Uh, of course, Mark Ingram. Don't know if he's going to be uh, able to play uh, this coming Sunday up in Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll probably find that out, uh, whether he's a game-time decision or not. Um, but the Saints uh, trying to make moves uh, just to improve the team. I can still see Sean Payton uh, talking about you want to improve that 53-man roster whenever you can um, and to see uh, um, uh, looking at different stories here. I don't see where uh, they mention him at all. Uh, No, can't find it, but – Pretty much uh, where we stand right now. But anyway, we do uh, to take a break and bring on uh, Nish coach uh, Josh Lerman to talk about his Yellow Jackets, uh, Jeff, uh, unless you have something that uh, you you noticed. or No, uh, no, we're, we're on line to take that break. Okay. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Josh Lerman of the New Iberia High Yellow Jackets right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Athletic Field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday morning, November the 10th. And on the line with us is head football coach at uh, NISH, uh, Coach Josh Learman. And Coach, uh, welcome to the show as always, and good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. No, you're quite welcome, Coach. And Coach, uh, big win last night for the Yellow Jackets. And I realize with that big win, uh, it wasn't able to get you, push you into the playoffs, but uh, – can you maybe just give us a, a, a recap of the game last week and then uh, with regards to the future with the Yellow Jackets, uh, their team, and uh, what you look forward to in the spring and then the fall? Uh, yeah, last week's game was a was a good win for us. It was, a, uh, <clears throat> you know, we played really well at, at times, and then we had to dig deep to, to find a way to win at, at the end and get a stop defensively. So, you know, a lot of different things you're looking for in a team played out that night. So I'm just proud of the kids. Very proud to send the seniors out uh, with a win, and, and you know all the all the younger kids, the underclassmen. You know it's a it's a momentum win going into the off season. So you know we're looking forward to getting back to work uh, in the off season and, and getting ready for next year. Yeah, team uh, picked up three wins compared to a year ago, and and I'm sure you'd like to see that uh, kind of growth uh, year to year, if not uh, better. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that. That's the plan, you know. I mean, you you want to you want to win, you know. And three wins uh, coming off from an zero and ten season, you know, is is a good good start. Headed in the right direction. We just got to make sure we keep building on that. What uh, do you think are, are some of the off season keys for you? Whether it's the weight room, uh, keeping kids active in other sports, uh, those kind of things. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we want all the kids to play multiple sports if, if they want to. They'll, they'll never be discouraged from doing that because uh, it you know it helps it helps all the programs and it helps them as an athlete. But uh, you know, in the off season, we're gonna you know we're gonna focus on getting stronger and, and faster and you know some some toughness getting a little bit tougher. You know, as we as we do our workouts also. There you go, Coach. Uh, talk a little bit, and and I know this was your first year back after a few years so i don't know if you coached many of these players of any of them prior uh to, to leaving nish and then uh, coming back but the seniors that you lose and who, who steps up oh uh, yeah i mean uh, i i didn't coach these kids when these kids would have would have been eighth graders when i left but 
you know, some of them I've known. Uh, Christian Walker, I've known him since I think he was in fourth grade. Uh, so, you know, I'm, it's, it's sad to lose them because they were a great class. And like I told them, I'll always remember these guys because they were the first class I had as a, as a head coach. So they'll always have a special place with me. But, uh, you know, we have some underclassmen. You know, Alan Hamilton will be back. Uh, our quarterback, Shanga Charles, our running back will be back. You know, so we have some good pieces uh, coming back to build around. Coach, uh, again, uh, as uh, this uh, season is is wrapped up for you, you know, reflect back a little on your first year as head coach and uh, what, what maybe you uh, learned this year. Well, I, I mean, it was it was a, a learning experience for, for me. Luckily, I have uh, good people to lean on, like Chad Porcho, who's been a head coach, and. You know, I always lean on Coach Hudson because you know he was—he's my mentor. But you know, it—it's the uh, there's a lot of stuff involved with being a head, head football coach. You know, that a lot of things that don't even involve football. You know, so I had to learn how to how to organize those things and uh, and be uh, and time management is big when you're a head coach. So you know, it was a learning experience, and you know, luckily I learned from a, a really good person in Coach Hudson. Coach, uh, how many seniors did you have on the Nish, the Yellow Jacket team this year? And uh, and uh, with what, what's coming back, your junior and sophomore class course will be juniors and seniors. And then with uh, possibly new students uh, coming in, uh, did you play many uh, or have an opportunity to have many freshmen uh, a class that uh, with JV action and all? Well, maybe you could uh, give us a little foresight to some of that coming up. Yeah, we graduated. We graduated. We graduated seventeen seniors. Uh, you know, and many of those had gave significant minutes on Friday nights. Um, but we were able to play, I believe, eight freshmen and eight JV games. So that is big. A big key to the building. You know, a program is playing those younger kids and getting them experience. So we were uh, we were able to do that. And uh, like I said, I think the I think the future is bright. You know, we I think we won five uh six games in the, on the JV and five games on the freshmen so uh again and it's not not all about wins and losses with those freshmen and JV teams it's about getting experience and playing uh coach uh, and with that uh of course I'm sure you'll have uh, some opportunity uh come the spring when do you usually uh have your uh, spring drills uh is that after a baseball and track season or is it sometime uh before or meanwhile in yes, between sir, we, we we try and plan it around, you know, when around when baseball and track will end, so we'll have all those kids. So it's usually towards uh, the, the. I think last year we did it right, right in the middle part of, of May, maybe or beginning part of May. I don't remember the exact date, but we'll we'll look at that and we'll look at the, you know, when the baseball season finishes up and track and try and plan it around that. Coach. Uh... Uh, on the outside looking in, uh, you have a chance to be a little more objective about the postseason. Uh, your thoughts on how it all shook out uh, with the four divisions, and uh, since you would have been in Division One, uh, what were your thoughts on how those brackets shook out, and uh, uh, do any of our area teams have a chance uh, moving forward? Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess it shook out exactly how it was supposed to. Uh, I mean, I, I think... Uh, all the teams have a, a good chance. You know, <clears throat> we had the opportunity to play uh, Westgate, and they are a really good football team. So, you know, they have a great chance to make a run at it again. And uh, so, you know, I'm pulling for all of them. You know, I hope I hope they do well in the playoffs. There you go. Southside uh, earning a number four seed, winning that district title, a fairly young program. Is that um, is there a way to look at what they've done right in, at Southside and emulate some of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always trying to learn from, from good coaches. And uh, Josh Fontenot over there is a great coach, and he has a great staff. You know, so what they've done, you know, to win to win this our district with, you know, with the teams like Acadiana and Caracro and, you know, Barb and some of those teams that have a lot of tradition is, is very impressive, you know. So, you know, they did a great job uh, coaching those kids, and those kids played well. Real good. Coach, again, we've enjoyed uh, having you here on these Thursdays. Uh, we're going to give you maybe a, a few months off before we check in with you again. Uh, I know you're active with the basketball program as well. Uh, feel free to update us on any other niche athletics right now. Uh, yeah, you know, basketball, we we, we have the Jamboree this weekend, this Saturday, and then our first 
our first game is next Wednesday at home. Is this coming Wednesday at home against uh, against Ellender? Gotcha. Well, again, Coach, thanks for joining us on these Thursdays. Uh, let uh, Chad know we may be hitting him up pretty soon. All right, I'll let him know. Appreciate hey, it. As yeah, always, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Uh, good luck in the future. Anyway, you know, uh, the Nish last year had a tough year, uh, Jeff. They went 0-10 uh, or 0-9, I do believe, uh, and this year coming back uh, through the course of the year, you know, uh, beat a pretty talented – you know, Lafayette High had a pretty good team this year. Their quarterback I saw the other day committed to uh, uh, Lamar. He's going to be playing football over in Texas in the Beaumont area for the Lamar University, I believe the Cardinals. So uh, uh, that young man, uh, uh, I want to say his last name is uh, Sonia and has uh, some relatives here in this area. So uh, Nish uh, – has a you know they they opened up the year uh, against Westgate uh, tough to play a defending state champion uh, and then they came back the following week and took down uh, a Sam Houston team uh, of course I'm sure they were battling some of the hurricane uh, uh, issues but uh, took on Acadiana played them well for a half then went to Southside and had some success over the years against Southside and, and got beat Southside. I, I think you told me what they're the number six. Uh, number four. Four seed. They've got, they've got in, a buy-in. That's right. Amazingly, though, the only team in that district that made the postseason, which yeah. is shocking. Now. Yeah, it is. Of course, then uh, played a Karen Code team pretty tough and Opelousas likewise and played Barb tough for a uh, half again and uh, went down, uh, ended up uh, beating Como. Uh, lost to Sulphur on uh, late in the game, as we talked about uh, last week. Uh, as Sulphur scores a and, couple and I, touchdowns, I, I need to throw a caveat in there. Right. I forgot uh, a lot of those schools became select schools that are in the select playoffs. Uh, so yeah, forget what I said. Um, but uh, it's outside the only non-select school from that district in the postseason. Yeah, and then again, the, the key the key phrase here is open enrollment yes. is how you're selected uh, in select and non-select. So, And, of course, last week they take down the Lafayette High Mighty Lions in, in a ball game and uh, get their record to 3-7 and seven and, had, you know, had a couple other opportunities to win some games. Uh, uh, so uh, three-game improvement is uh, possibly four or five uh, with a break here or there in a game. But uh, Coach Lehrman uh, trying to get the Yellow Jackets back into state prominence like they once were not too long ago. Yeah, it's you know a little more competition uh, with Westgate there. But, again, uh, it's a matter of uh, keeping kids uh, out of the hallways and under the football field. Yeah, you're right. And, of course, uh, we've got our local teams. Uh, we've got a few local teams. Uh, um, I think five of them uh, generate uh, – uh, hosting a playoff game for the first time in many years, Del High uh, Catholic High hosting uh, Lake Charles uh, College Prep, which will be broadcasting Friday night to airtime at six thirty, seven o'clock kickoff. Delcom uh, and White Castle going at it, along with Westgate taking on the Bell Chase Cardinals here in town, and Lorville uh, with Vidalia. So uh, a lot of good matchups here for our five of our local teams, and, and four of them at home. That's right. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we can see. Some of our local teams with that home field advantage uh, heading to, I believe, the next round would be uh, some type of regionals, I do believe, and depending on which it, bracket. You know, they used to do that, yeah. uh, and they, the second round would it be an attempt to make it a regional game, but it, there is – The you know, quarters They, they still may call it regional, but it's not. Yeah, it's a – basically, the 28 brackets, I think you're going to – if you don't have a bye, you've got to win at least five games, I do believe, uh, to play for the state championship. I mean, Hanville, just as an example, if Hanville gets past Washtenaw Parish and then play Ruston, that's hardly a regional matchup. No, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, uh, and Ruston, I think, is the number one seed yeah, uh, yeah, that, in that are, regard. That, you know, the Bearcats uh, yeah, yeah. are the number one seed uh, in the state of Louisiana in the non-select. Is that correct? Correct. And the select, I'm trying to recall uh, who would be the number one seed. It might be Carr. Uh, it, I don't think it's Destrahan. I think Destrahan's the number three in uh, the, non, the non-select. Warren Easton. Is the number one? Uh, well, that's. That's in Division Two, huh? No, yes. 
Because Westgate's in Division Warren I. How did Eastern find themselves in select, I guess? Oh, many of the uh, New Orleans schools did. That, that's right. Uh, I think, don't you remember, uh, yeah. com- the commissioner said that uh, most of the schools in Orleans and Jefferson Parish yep. will, be non- will be select schools because yep. they have open enrollment. And, uh, if Acadiana can beat Riverdale, uh, they face Karen Crow in the next round. Karen Crow with a bye, uh, the number eight seed. And uh, Acadiana is what? Carr was the seventh seed. Seventh seed, okay. Wow. But they did get a bye. Okay. And of course, there's eight byes in yeah. that uh, 28 division uh, playoff, while four, I think, in the uh, 24 division. Or No, it's the other just way around. Just the opposite. Yeah. yeah, just the other way around. That's right. So, uh, interesting. Uh, Hopefully our local schools can uh, uh, bring home some, uh, some winners uh, this coming Friday night. Anyway, time to take our second uh, break here this morning on Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday, Southern Jack Productions, and Saturday, it's Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern, Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, November the 10th on Kane Radio. Anyway, meanwhile, we'll talk a little bit about the Cajuns tonight as they'll be uh, taking on uh, Georgia Southern, who travels into Lafayette to take on the, the Cajuns. And uh, Georgia Southern uh, has an opportunity tonight. If they can get a win, they'll be bowl eligible. So uh, that's something the Cajuns are going to have to fight off tonight. Not surprisingly, the Georgia Southern is 4-0 when they've had the four best offensive outputs of the season coming up with 470 yards or more in each of the four uh, contests that they've won. Uh, amazing on third downs, the offensive line has been a rock uh, for them, so just enough of a ground game to get things going out of the Sun Belt and best passing attack in the Sun Belt, so that's something the Cajuns' DBs have to uh, consider. Uh, going on for the Cajuns, their pass defense hasn't been bad. Overall, uh, the D has been a plus, making up for a few mistakes here and there. And with multiple takeaways, and that's going to be the key to the game tonight, it looks like. Uh, On the secondary's worst day of the season, allowing 320 yards to Eastern Michigan, 
But if you recall, they came back in the second half, and the Cajuns did, and put up seven touchdowns to beat Eastern Michigan, I think, by the score of 49-21. to 21. It all comes down to mistakes, and for the offensive side, there's enough of a passing game to bomb away on the struggling uh, Eagles secondary, and getting up to 500 yards is a must against the nation's third-worst defense. So Cajun fans tonight, you're going to have to outscore them. And um, what should happen or what's going to happen, uh, don't give the ball away. Cajuns, and when they don't turn the ball over, they're 3-0. and And when it doesn't turn it over uh, more than with multiple times, uh, they're 1-5. So uh, Georgia Southern only comes up with multiple takeaways a couple times, three times during the uh, – during the uh, series. So um, Cajuns at home in need of a desperate uh, win to stay alive for a bowl game. And let's hold up in a fun shootout. And uh, that's what it looks like it's going to be, Jeff. So if the Cajuns are three-and-a-half-point favorites in this game tonight, uh, the over and under is 59-and-a-half. And And, uh, the Cajuns uh, against the spread, they're five out of two. So uh, Georgia Southern – uh, they're looking for that six win to make them bowl eligible. Should be an interesting contest if you're not able to get out there to Cajun Field, which is basically about 25, 30 minutes away. Uh, and um, it's going to be on TV, so you'll be able to watch that uh, tonight. So Coach Mike Decimo trying to get his team uh, to that six-win plateau to keep them bowl eligible too. And uh, they got a big game next week too. they got a journey to Tallahassee to take on the Seminoles. Uh, in a big uh, ball game. I'm trying to remember uh, what time of the day that might game be. Uh, I think it's a morning game, if uh, my memory serves me correctly, with the Cajuns, uh, Jeff. But a uh, big game for them tonight, too, uh, uh, against uh, a pretty fine. Yeah, they're going to play at 11 o'clock next week uh, on uh, RSN, whatever network that is. Where uh, is that? In Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah, they'll take on Florida State, who, as of – Right now it's six and three. Uh, the Seminoles. Sure. Uh, I wonder yeah. why it's not on uh, the ACC network. Yeah, that might be it too. But uh, whatever or and uh, RSN is, I'm not even sure uh, about that. So um, Rayco Sports Network. That might be. That's a good guess, as any, uh, in that regard. So uh, just an interesting game. So we'll see how that dog's going to transpire. But a big game for the Cajuns tonight, uh, taking on Georgia Southern, which for years ran out of that, um, I want to say the, uh, not necessarily the wishbone, but uh, just uh, more of a running attack uh, powered by them um, and had been for years too. Uh, Might be multiple now. In the meantime, uh, see anything in that regard maybe or so – also, we'll talk a little bit about before bringing Coach Terry Martin on in the next uh, few minutes. Uh, power rankings out in the NFL. Of course, number one is the Eagles uh, at 8-0, followed by the Chiefs and Bills, uh, Vikings, Cowboys, Ravens, Jets, Giants, and Seahawks. I think the surprise team right now in the league, them and the Jets, uh, what Geno Smith is doing for the Seahawks. Um, who would have thought that after giving up on uh, Russell Wilson? Anyway, the Dolphins at 10th, followed by the Bengals, Titans, 49ers, Chargers, and Patriots. The Buccaneers come in at 16th, uh, followed by Rams, Cardinals, Falcons, Commanders. Uh, the next five, Browns, Packers, Bears, Broncos, and Saints come in at 25. They move down two more spaces. Uh, 26, the Jaguars, Colts, Lions, Raiders, Steelers at 30th. Of course, that's who the Saints play this week. And then the Panthers and Texans rounded out at 31 and 32. So uh, pretty much halfway through the season's uh, power rankings there. Uh, of course, many of the Jets and the Giants, and uh, along with uh, uh, a couple other teams, the Seahawks have just have been impressive. So uh, right now it looks like uh, the worst team in the league is uh, NFC, or the worst division, I should say, is the NFC South, where the Saints basically are still in it. Uh, I'm sure they'll find out who's going to win this conference probably on the 17th week or 18th week, excuse me, in the season. But uh, right now, Tampa Bay is the betting favorite. The Falcons are second. They 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 have a 34% chance of winning the division. Who would have thought that back in the uh, first week in September? Not I, that's for sure. But we'll see how things transpire in the next uh, 
the next few weeks to pretty much shake out how things are going to develop to uh, somebody's going to break yeah, out. And that's what I was going to say. You expect eventually someone, someone's schedule is going to be a little bit more friendly. Uh, something is going to happen that separates one from the other. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I'm not so sure the Saints, uh, other than and the Rams, uh, I think they're at 500. The Steelers are down. Uh, the Rams are not playing real well. The 49ers defense is what's holding them together right now. Of course, then you got to pay Tampa Bay, the Falcons, Cleveland. The, the only really team that uh, is playing well that the Saints play in their last uh, games is the Eagles. That's it. Yeah. Of course, they play them up in Philadelphia, uh, the city of uh, <clears throat> brotherly love, uh, and that's going to be um, that'll be New Year's Day, January first. Uh, they play the host of the Browns on Christmas Eve uh, up in Cleveland. So their last four games, Atlanta. The Browns, the Eagles, and the That's Panthers. A Christmas place to be, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah Cleveland. Uh, and didn't the lake, didn't the river catch on fire years ago? The Cuyahoga the River, yes. <laughs> it was so toxic. It, it was burning. They took a while to put the fire out. I believe it was weeks, too. One of my uh, partners in debate uh, class uh, or on the debate team was from Cleveland, uh, moved to Chicago. His dad was a uh, United Airlines employee, and a lot of folks uh, from around the country uh, came to Chicago because of United. Anyway, but he always held on to his Cleveland roots, and for good reason. Uh, I do the same uh, with my Chicago uh, sports teams. But I, I remember uh, his late 70s, uh, oil embargoes and things like that, and uh, just high oil prices. Uh, I set up in debate class uh, to sell Cleveland to the Saudis. And I, I remember referencing the Cuyahoga River because of that, you know. Yeah, the toxic waste that was in it. I mean, it burned. It Jim just was not impressed. Caught, uh, caught on fire. <laughs> it just took place. Anyway, but... They, uh, they've cleaned things up since. They have. They they have. Uh, uh, anyway, but with the Saints. So we'll see how it's, things are going to transpire. I mean, uh, uh, Atlanta and uh, Carolina go at it tonight. Uh, the, Carolina can beat them, but I'm pretty sure they play that game in... Uh, in Atlanta tonight, because Carolina, the game where D.J. Moore takes off his helmet uh, on the Hail Mary pass uh, to, to celebrate, and his fine 15 yards, and they miss the extra point from 48 yards, and uh, Atlanta pulls the game out. That'll really change things around, too. So uh, we'll just wait to see how that's all going to take place and all. So uh, anyway, meantime, uh, right around the corner is Coach Terry Martin with the uh, Lowerville Tigers. He'll talk about his uh, upcoming uh, playoff game, uh, the first one. Uh, hopefully we see Coach uh, Martin and his Tigers advance pretty far. I think they've got an opportunity to go a little ways too, Jeff. They've got a good squad. So uh, let's go ahead and take our final break and get Coach Martin on the line and have him talk about his team and his thoughts uh, on uh, playoff action. So you listen to Kane Radio's Bayou Sports here on uh, a big Thursday, November 10th. We'll be back with uh, more with Coach Martin right after this. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join Join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music on Thursday, Southern Jack Productions, and Saturday, it's Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern, Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, the best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Road, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday morning, November 10th. And on the line with us is head football coach uh, Terry Morton of the Lorville Tigers. Good morning, coach. And as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, y'all. Thank y'all very much for having me on. Uh, you're quite welcome, coach. And coach, um... We all start off uh, here in the playoffs. Everybody's 0-0, and you've got a big game uh, this Friday night in Lorville as you take on, a, a, I believe, a Vidalia team. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. Uh, you, know, we, you know, being that they're so far away, uh, we, ha- we haven't, as far as I know, I'm not sure if Lorville and, and Vidalia have ever played before. Uh, and it's got a little bit of a connection because uh, Coach Jude Duga, who, you know, who's Coaches over here who actually played football, baseball over here, graduated here. He actually, at one point, uh, when he was much younger, uh, when he was still in, uh, I want to say maybe it might have been junior high age or maybe one year in elementary school, his family lived there for a short time. You know, so he does have a little bit of, uh, of a connection. But as far as that goes, I think that's about it. Uh, you know, uh, looks like a pretty uh, good team. You know, they, they've uh, got a pretty balanced record, uh, have some decent athletes. Uh, and actually play in a really tough district on that side of the state. But, uh, you know, again, it, it's, that's one of the things that's always good about playoff football is that you, you, you play teams that you may have never played before, you know, and, and it brings teams from all over the, across the, you know, different areas of the state together. But uh, it's always, to me, you know, in my mind, the, the best time of the year. Uh, you know, as the weather starts cooling off a little bit, we're finally getting away from the heat. And, uh, you know, when the, when the lights come on, when we walk out to warm up, I always love this time of the year because it's already dark, you know, and, and you know you're in the playoffs. So uh, as far as, what, you know, what I do, this, this is what we all wait for. Hey, Coach, uh, with regards to the Vidalia team, what can our listeners and your fans uh, look for offensively from them? Uh, what will they throw at you, you believe? They, uh, they, they're a little bit more of a, of a spread-type team, uh, you know, more of a one-back uh type offense. they got a, a great athlete at quarterback. Uh, he's probably – he's listed – you know, not many people put heights and weights on their rosters anymore. They like to kind of keep it a secret. But uh, they have theirs on there, and he's listed at 6'3", 180. So, you know, he's a really good-looking kid. Looks like he runs well, can throw the ball well. He plays a little bit of defense for him, not, not, not as much as some of our guys do as far as two-way players. But uh, I think, you know, on offense, everything kind of revolves around him. Uh, you know, if they're going to have success, he has to have a good game. And uh, looking at the other side of the ball, you know, they – they play pretty much, you know, some of the defenses that we've seen throughout the year, probably more man coverage uh, than, than some of the teams in our area. But, uh, but again, you know, they got some good-looking kids. Uh, uh, a couple of them that from on their roster, 6'3", 190. Uh, the defensive ends, one of their defensive tackles is actually 6'5", 305. You know, really big kid, a, a junior, actually. So, uh, you know, again, I just think a pretty balanced team. Uh, we're going to have to play well. Uh, you know, to have a chance to win. But I think that, you know, should we play like we're capable, we do have a good chance, I think, of winning this game. Well, Coach, also one other thing I'm curious about and uh, don't know how much in film you might have seen, their special teams with their punter and their kicker. Uh, what kind of uh, – what can the fans also look for from uh, – from Well, to be honest with you, that that's the one area where I'm hoping we can maybe take advantage of some of, some of it because they look like they struggle some in special teams. Uh they don't have, you know, like a couple of the schools in our area, a really good kicker. You know, obviously, we, we have in our district, you know, uh, actually, you know, three, I, I thought, really good kickers in our district. One, obviously, you know, signed with Georgia, or is committed to Georgia, so, you know, he's a, a bit unusual. 
but they they don't have what, what I would say is a really polished kicker, and that has me concerned because it looks like almost every kickoff is an onside. You know, whether they're trying to do it on purpose or not, you know, the ball comes off sideways sometimes. So we're going to have to be really focused when we are, you know, when we're on kickoff return, because honestly, we don't know where the ball is going to go. Uh, a lot of times, it just dribbles from one side to the other. So that, you know, you would think that's a huge advantage, but again, it, it can be a disadvantage because we don't know where, you know, where it's going to go. And uh, they've also seemed to have struggled with their punter. And, uh, you know, so I'm hoping if we can force them into some four-down situations, we do stand a good chance of getting pretty good field position because they haven't punted the ball that well. So that, that's the one area, if I have to pick, uh, that, that hopefully we, we can take an advantage of is their kicking game. Coach, uh, finished strong four out of the last five games of victories. Uh, does that translate at all into this postseason? You feel good about uh, what you've been doing? I think so. Uh, you know, and I think, again, the kids are at a point to where we don't have to beat them to death during the week. You know, I think they understand, as far as on offense and defense, what we want to do. Uh, if we, you know, we've talked about it you know, a, a good bit throughout the last few weeks. My biggest concern, again, is just that we've had some, some injuries. Uh, you know, we, we, we know for sure we're going to have, uh, actually this week, definitely four starters. Uh, some of, you know, most of them both way, two-way guys. They won't be able to play. Uh, we stand the chance of getting one back maybe next week should we win. So that's, that's uh, you know, depth is, is always a concern, you know, at this level and because we have so many guys that do play both ways. But it has been uh, a little more than usual. We've been a little – we've had our, our share of injuries more than we've had the last couple of years this past year. And, again, it, you know, it happens to everybody. So that's, that's probably my biggest thing when, uh, when we have a kid who may be sick. You know, we haven't had it as bad as some of the other schools. I was actually talking uh, to, to Coach C.C. Paul at Generate during the week, you know, just kind of congratulating him on, on the season they've had. And uh, he had, I want to say, five or six starters that were out with the flu or strep. You know, I, I noticed that several of you remember a couple of weeks back, West St. Mary had a big problem mm-hmm. with it. Some of our local schools, and, it, you know, and, and again, it's all just kind of guessing and conjecture and everything, but, you know, we were kind of talking about it in the office earlier in the week with all the, the, uh, the distancing and everything that we had because of COVID, you know, all the flu and strep numbers, all those numbers have been down because people haven't been really mixing the last two years. But now that everything is kind of wide open again, you know, we were just wondering kind of out loud, you know, maybe that's why we're having such a huge issue with, with strep and the, all our regular viruses. They seem to be kind of taking over and coming back just because people haven't been together as much, you know, as they've been. So, you know, hopefully we can stay away from it. I know this week we did have a couple of cases of, uh, of kids with strip uh, players. And so when, when those kids have to be out because of our prior injuries, it, it really makes it hard to practice. You know, we, 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 you know again, the, the, the level of our efficiency and how, you know, consistent we are is going to go down because we're just having to put a few bodies out there who have never played. So hopefully we can stay away from any more injuries and, uh, you know, illnesses, because I'm hoping to get one of my players back today, uh, hopefully for sure by tomorrow, uh, uh, who, who was out with strep. Uh, so coach, coach, excuse me, yeah. you had a young man that went down when in your game against Kathaka who was taken off the field on a gurney. I'm curious, how's the health of that young man right now? He's, he's, he's gone. He's doing okay. Uh, again, when, when you look at the video, again, he's a 285-pound kid who moves well. You know, he was running at full speed. And, uh, you know, the, the way that he, he actually, you know, was trying to tackle one of their players, that kid went down, and he ran into one of our other kids. And, uh, unfortunately, he, he did, you know, have a, a back injury. Uh, but I think, you know, everything's going to be okay. He still has about another week, and he has to go see a neurosurgeon just to make sure. But he was back at school on Monday. Oh, good. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's in an area of his back right in the middle, you know, and, and to where really there's, there's no brace that, that they make to fit right there. And, uh, you know, he just has to be careful. He can't really run around and move around a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. He can't turn certain ways. But thank God there was no spine, as far as a spinal cord or nerve damage, as far as we know right now, it was just, you know, an injury to one of his vertebrae. And uh, it's in an area where he can pretty much walk around, get up, sit, you know, come to school, do all the normal things. But, you know, to be honest, you know, I just keep an eye. He's at practice uh, every day, just kind of watching everything. I just keep an eye on him, making sure he's not, you know, trying to run around and catch passes or anything like that. But, sure. uh, 
but uh, but so far, thank God, everything yeah. was okay. You know, it, it was it, obviously a very scary thing. To see. It, it did. Uh, it held up the game for about twenty minutes and all. And of course, with the professionals right. uh, there, with a couple doctors and some others uh, to make precautionary measures. Uh, it was scary for a moment, like you said, but uh, good to hear, and I want to let folks uh, know about that. So uh, good to hear, Coach. And I, and, well, I can, I can, I'd like to say this on the radio publicly because I did text all these people on the side, but, but uh, thank God, you know, Dr. Seth uh, Rosenzweig was, at, was in attendance at the game, but, you know, our trainer, Con Viatar, uh, Elizabeth Thompson at, at Catholic High, uh, one of their coaches, Andrea Broussard, she's the head track coach and actually Coach Waddingley, all, all were there to, to kind of help stabilize him. And, and, you know, when, you, when you're talking about a 285-pound kid that can't move or, you know, yeah. that you don't want to move and you have to, head, you know, stabilize his head, I, I just thought they did a phenomenal yeah. job. Dr. Tim, Dr. Tim uh, Alev Viator was also there, I do believe. Actually, right, Tim Viator was there too. And, and, you know, again, to pick a kid up that heavy, <laughs> That's a, right. you know, put on a stretcher, it takes a lot of teamwork. So I, I'm just, thank yeah. God they were all there. And uh, I just wanted you know everybody to know how, right. how they came together, and uh, the and the Catholic High people did send him uh, on the weekend a care package, oh, you know, good. with a, with a card. So uh, just you know, again, you know, yeah. with all the animosity and the rivalry sure. and everything, but when you have a kid at yeah. stake like that, yep. it was just really good to see you know people caring about other people. Yeah. So I was good very to, good to hear, Coach. Good to hear, Coach. Uh, one last thing, uh, fans, uh, what do they need to know about uh, going to the game tomorrow night? Uh, we do have in Lorville uh, pre-sale tickets in our front office if, uh, if, if people would want to get them early. Now, I don't anticipate any, any kind of overflow crowds. I'm not, I'm not sure how many people they're going to bring. But, uh, again, because it is the playoffs, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we did go up on price. It will be $10 at the gate. There's still tickets available. But if they don't want to stand in line, they can't come get them early. But, you know, we, it looks like Saturday, you know, late Friday, early Saturday, we've got a front coming in with some rain. But, did, did, like I said, uh, I tell the kids this all the time. It's kind of what, what, uh, what makes me feel most alive is Friday night football during the playoffs. Uh, you know, when you come outside, like I said, the lights are already on to warm up because it's dark, and especially when you start talking and you're warming up, and sometimes you even see that little bit of steam coming out because it's cool weather. It's, uh, it's, it's my favorite time of the year, so I'm really looking forward to it, and I know the community is going to is too, so uh, hopefully we, we have a good turnout and we can put on a good performance on Friday night. Should be a beautiful evening, uh, quite frankly. At sunset, probably temps drop to, you know, um, lower seventies uh, in and around that right. range, and maybe steady uh, dropping throughout the evening. But should be a good evening. And coach, uh, as always, appreciate you joining us. On we'll get you back on Tuesday, what, no matter what, um, and hopefully it's to talk about next week. Uh, but again, uh, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you next Tuesday again. Sounds good. Thank you all very much. Yeah, good you, luck coach. to you, Coach. Yeah, good luck. Uh, just quickly, Jeff, uh, uh, I saw something uh, to, to keeping it with football, uh, NFL style. You know, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, but the NFL, I think, plays their first ever game, regular season game in Germany, I yes, believe, this, Sunday. This so, Sunday, uh, Tampa, that, Seattle. That's right. So uh, we'll see how that – we'll talk a little bit more about uh, that tomorrow, of course, uh, after the fishing and hunting show. Tom Brady with yet another opportunity to set a record. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Anyway, today in sports history, November the 10th, in 1934, Jeff, on this date, uh, the first National Hockey League penalty shot was awarded to a Montreal Canadian forward Armand Mandou. He was stopped by Toronto goaltender uh, George Hainsworth in the Maple Leafs' 2-1 to one win. Also on this date, 1940, the Steelers and the Eagles play one of only four penalty-free games in NFL history as the Steelers win 7-3 to at Forbes Field. Elsewhere in 1945, uh, number one Army beats number two Notre Dame 48 to nothing. And uh, in the previous year, Army handed Notre Dame its worst loss ever, 59 to nothing in 1944. Of course, you had Mr. Inside, Glenn da- uh, outside Mr. Glenn Davis and Mr. Inside Doc Blanchard with the two uh, back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners for Army back then. 1959 years after the Cleveland Indians, with the Indians, I should say, they fired manager Lou Boudreau. Uh, and that, uh, and of course, Lou Boudreau, Hall of Fame uh, shortstop and captain, along with the manager of the Indians that year. In 1957, an NFL record crowd of a little over 102,000 watched the 49ers versus the Rams in the L.A. Coliseum. 1964, the Braves signed a 25-year lease to play in the new stadium in Atlanta. 
though they're still in Milwaukee right now, and the NL National League was trying to keep them from moving, but uh, they did move to Atlanta in 66. Elsewhere in 71, uh, the two MVPs of the AL and the NL are announced. It's Joe Torre with the Cardinals. Vita Blue, the Mansfield native uh, with the Oakland A's, wins the AL MVP. 1975, Rawls release uh, the Slugger Harmon Killebrew ending his 22-year career in the majors. And uh, elsewhere in 1983, marvelous Marvin Hagler retains his world middleweight boxing title with a 15-round unanimous points decision over Roberto Hansa Stone Duran at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. First time Hagler has taken the distance has been taking the distance as a champion. 87, Steve Bedrosian wins the uh, Cy Young, beats out Rick Sutcliffe, I'm pretty sure, with the Cubs uh, back then, and to win the NL Cy Young Award. Elsewhere in 88, Oral Hershiser, the Bulldog, as Tommy Lasorda called him, is a unanimous choice for the National League Cy Young Award. Birthdays today, 1934, Norm Cash, the first baseman, five-time All-Star, World Series champion, 68 with the Tigers. The AL batting king in 70, uh, 61 with a 361 average. He never hit over 300 ever again in his life. Only one time he hit 361. They caught him using a cork bat, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norm Cash. Anyway, uh, in 52, born on this date, Tiger fans, Jerry DiNardo, a uh, uh, former Notre Dame fighting Irish football player and coach at Colorado and Vanderbilt uh, for the Tigers, born in Queens, New York. 1955, Jack Clark, his birthday today. Remember watching him play for the Drillers in Lafayette back in the uh, mid-'70s. Of course, with the Giants and the Cardinals, and born in New Brighton, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, elsewhere, born on this day, 1963, Mike McCarthy, football coach, Super Bowl champ in 2010 with the Packers. And, of course, he's with the Cowboys now, born in Pittsburgh, PA. Also on this date, born on this day in 1999, uh, World Pole Vault uh, champion, Amon Mondo Duplantis, American-Swedish athlete, Olympic gold uh, medalist and world championship, sets the holds the world record for the pole vault. Born in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. And I want to go back to the quote of the day. I thought about this as I was doing the birthdays. Uh, Tommy Lasorda on pitching to Jack Clark in the top of the ninth. Uh, The Dodgers are leading the cards 5-4 with two on and two out in the 1985 uh, League Championship Series. Do I pitch to that blankety-blank Clark or walk him and pitch to Van Slyke? Of course, we all know he pitched to Clark and Clark the first pitch about 400 feet in the left field stands for the Cardinals to go to win on to uh, play in the World Series. Uh, that's our Today in Sports uh, history, Jeff. And that, that certainly 10. wasn't the only dramatic home run in that series for the Cardinals. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the, the Wizard, uh, that, that would live in infamy, as the President Roosevelt said, with uh, go crazy, folks, go crazy. Anyway, that's it, uh, Jeff, today in sports. Of course, uh, good luck to the Lady Panthers over in volleyball action uh, tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, at the Cajun Dome, uh, playing Hannon High School in the volleyball state playoffs. And then the Cajuns tonight, good luck to them, trying to bring back uh, that record of 500. And we'll remind folks uh, tomorrow's show after the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show, that kicks off at about 10 after 7, uh, 7.45 or so, uh, Edited, not edited, uh, but uh, abbreviated. abbreviated. Yes. Thank you. Edition of Bayou Sports tomorrow. Big thanks to our guest today, Josh Learman, new Iberia senior high head football coach, and Terry Martin at Lorville. And we certainly want to thank our sponsors, including the Headache and Pain Center, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep District 49 next fall, LA Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and Schwing Insurance. Appreciate their support. Of Bayou Sports.